0: welcome to book club uh, what's up to my besties Hello.
1: are we really your besties you were just being so shady Truly. <laughs> oh my
0: god you're bringing right. it into the episode i wasn't being shady i'm
2: okay. just saying your voice went up a few octaves compared to what it was a few seconds ago <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: okay i just think you guys are really sensitive
2: we're allowed to be sensitive. That's one thing we talked about. Is that I what actually, you're if we sensitive?
0: could go back for the listeners and like, if you guys want to let me know what I said that was wrong, because okay. I'd love to, I'd love to touch on we it. We
2: weren't even recording. We were right. Recording.
0: So okay. let's let them know what happened. Let's be honest too. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. If you wanna be honest.
0: Yeah, because um, y'all y'all taking the piss right now.
1: <laughs> you were you were asking us like, you said, well, someone has to be prepared. When whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! And Monte I says, wow, "Whoa, and I whoa. Whoa.
1: remarked on how it was nice that you were prepared, and you said someone has to be. And then Monte was like, "It's ten a.m." And you were like, "Yeah, I know the time."
0: Okay, so I still, you know, maybe the viewer can help me. I don't know what I did wrong because someone did have to be prepared, yeah, and someone did have to be prepared before ten o'clock, or we wouldn't all be here today.
1: But she wasn't remarkable. <laughs> yeah, like you, like good on you for being prepared. She wasn't being shady, and you were shady for
2: some reason.
0: I was okay. Whatever. Why are we doing this? I feel like I'm I attacked don't... now. I feel like I'm taking this really personally.
2: I just start you to, just have us
1: to be sensitive. So Guys,
0: confused. I don't want to film anymore.
1: What? <laughs> Wait. I wonder if this is what it's like being a real celebrity, what? like having people in your face all the time. And, like, speaking of celebrities, we're going to be talking about today's book club. <laughs> but,
2: yeah.
1: One more. That's right. We're going to be talking about I Don't Know What You Know Me From, My Life as a Co-Star by Judy Greer. So I'm going to summarize it real quick. Right? Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't my podcast <laughs> this episode. Go for we're it. Just- Take the reins. Thank you. Thank you, besties. Okay. This is Judy Greer's story from her self-described childhood as Ugly Judy in suburban Detroit, Michigan, to trying out for drama school to even get, to get even with her frenemy and then breaking into movies as the ultimate best friend. Judy is a refreshingly honest, self-deprecating and totally reliable guide to Hollywood life, speaking candidly about what it's really like to shoot on location, to go to the Oscars, and to feel like you're building a tortoise career in a town full of hares. Beneath the Spanx, Judy is like the best friend you've always wanted. She chills out with her giant... Gassy Bulldog Buckley meets the love of her life on a blind date, happily dives into being a step parent, and though it all maintains an unshakable belief in the restorative power. Oh, and through it all, wow, I beefed it there. Sorry. And through it all, <sighs> maintains an unshakable belief in the restorative power of a late night drugstore run.
2: Yay, you did it. Yeah. that I think that's like so, a perfect summary.
0: I agree. And what drew you to this book, Shannon? What made you say I'm picking this for Book Club?
1: Okay, I love a celebrity memoir. One thing about, I don't, not just a celebrity memoir. I really enjoy mem- memoirs in general, but I didn't feel like I could handle something that was really heavy. Like, mm-hmm. a la Constance Wu's memoir is quite heavy. And even like Spare by Prince Harry, I was like, that arguably could be so much and that's so long. And since mm-hmm. Judy Gris from Michigan, um, where- just seemed right it just seemed right and um it was also like fun i didn't expect this i guess this is me like going into the review but when she talks about like growing up in michigan it made me like feel a better a little bit better about my homesickness and so that was really nice i didn't expect that but i'm glad that i picked it for that reason you know because she doesn't have like a super illustrious career and like loads of scandal but it was still like an amusing read mm-hmm. and that's what that i wanted like some tea but nothing too crazy a little like backdoor peek into her life Mm -hmm. and we got that
2: yeah i agree i agree
0: what were your thoughts monse
2: on the book in general
0: yeah like without rating it like what do you think did you like it
2: yeah i really liked it i think judy greer is a lot more relatable than you think she would be and i think that's because I think the three of us watch rom-coms on the regular. So for us, Judy Greer is like somebody we know. We've seen her. Um, So I imagine what it's like reading this. If you like don't watch rom-coms and you probably really are like, who is Judy Greer? Um, But I don't know. I thought it was like fun. Hmm. If you don't know Judy Greer, like that's on you. That is on you. You haven't seen 27 Dresses, The Wedding Planner what's up with that 13 going on 30 13 going on 30 um but yeah i was also gonna say that she like she said some things where i was like whoa i have i have that exact same thought process and it was just really interesting to read about mm-hmm. what about you marty
0: um i really liked it it was really like light and easy um but i think at the same time that made it a little bit like surface level like i feel like there was a few things i wish she like dived more into it was like really just like not in depth in a lot of things that i wish she would have went more into and like i wish there was more stories too about like the movies we do know her from like i almost feel like she didn't want to talk about them if that makes sense. Like she didn't talk about like ever being on set for like the big ones or like any celebrity interactions really other than like the Ashton Kutcher one. Um, the Ashton and
1: Kutcher I feel like... one must have been so memorable though. She was like, I can't mm-hmm. not talk about this
0: in my book. Yeah, yeah. That for is sure. huge.
1: Yeah.
0: But I feel like that's why I like to read so- celebrity memoirs because like the insight of hearing like tea and like other celebrities they interacted with and like someone that was rude I found it interesting one of my favorite parts was when she said she didn't audition for Desperate Housewives well she was mm-hmm. like separate housewives like rhymes with that um but yeah that's what I think
1: that's so fair yeah agreed I think that also made me reflect on, like, she seems to have a lot of friends who are, like, in the industry, but not actors mm-hmm. and or actresses. And I was like, wow, it really reflects on, like, the people we know from the industry are mainly just, like, actors, directors, and screenwriters, people who we, like, physically see in a lot of places. But she clearly has a lot of, like, connections and stories about people who are, like, way behind the scenes who she spends more time with because they're either her, like, close friends or whatever else. And that's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Sort of made it made it like I'm gonna be friends with a celebrity someday. And this made it feel more realistic. Like even if I'm friends with mm-hmm. someone like, like you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: No, I can Are you talking agree. about, me? <laughs> You're talking oh about my- me? I sent this oh my I sent this TikTok. You're making to Marty, me shy. And it was like and I sent it to him because it was like I can't wait till my friend's a celebrity and then I can just use him for his fame. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just gonna reap the benefits. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I I don't know. I was gonna say something and I forgot. Book club's so funny.
1: Book club's so funny. I'm trying oh, to. Think. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Silly.
0: So what did you guys think about like a lot of memoirs do this too where it's like They fill chapters with, like, shit, basically. And, like, sometimes I fuck with it and sometimes I don't. And, like, a prime example is when she did the emails from her friends. I was like, please remove this whole chunk. Like, I personally, I didn't like that. Or, like, it's like when celebrities do, like, listicles. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think of that? She did it a few times.
2: You know, I really like the thing where she was like, I'm not on Twitter. I don't know if that's the thing you're referring to. But when she goes like, these are all the lines that I've sent to like my best friend. That's a different one. That's another one
0: that I did not like.
2: I really like that because I like, I do that where I'll just send people random lines that I probably could have like put to Twitter or something. Or if you look through my notes app, it's just full of random thoughts that I had that probably had a place they could have gone to
0: yeah i don't like find it non-relatable i just don't think like i would ever put that in my book if that makes sense Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah i like and like what would you put in your book
0: um i have a lot of trauma actually so i could dump all of it into a book shannon
1: okay Mm -hmm. amen can't wait to read it yeah i will say i really liked the images in it do you guys listen to the audiobook?
0: So I I, ha- I borrowed the book from uh the Libby online library and the online book still had the images. It was so funny. Yeah, so did um, Ma-
1: but and I yeah. like I like, the, I like images in a celebrity memoir especially when she was talking about something that was like like Ugly Judy. She's got you've got to talk about ugly Yeah. Judy and pretty. And you've got to show a picture. Ugly Judy's so cute. Though. She ugly is Judy so cute. Was really cute. And like she shows like the I, I Yeah, I really like And then it.
0: she did her ugly grandpa. That was shady of her. Yeah,
1: that was fun. I thought that was funny, but shady.
0: Yeah, funny mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't like mind pictures, but I do find another way to just like, let's fill a page.
1: Yeah. Part of me was a little bit yeah. like, I wonder what it looks like in a physical copy of the book. Because I always, I don't know. I love an image, especially in a memoir. Especially mm-hmm. when the cover is a contemporary image. Like, a special cover shoot you know
0: yeah yeah
1: like i'm trying to think um my favorite memoir is um coming to my senses by alice waters and the cover of that is a photo of her as a child but there are a few more photos like she talks about her sisters a lot and there's photos of her sisters in it and mm. like that sort of thing and i'm like i like that element of it and so i liked it in this especially again when she was talking about like her as a child like None of us, she wasn't a child actor. So none of us have any picture of what she was like as a child. So I fucked with that.
0: Yeah, I don't mind a photo.
1: But I get what Mm -hmm. you mean. Mm -hmm.
0: So the book was also broken up into like part one, part two, part three, Um, like early life, Hollywood life, and real life. And I feel like part of my beef with it was also like, she hopped around a lot within the parts, if that makes sense. Like, when she was talking about yeah. her, like, waiting jobs and her restaurant jobs, like, she talked about, like, five different jobs and, like, one thing. And then she, like, went on to, like, talk about other things, and then she would go back to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really uh, referen- referential. Is that a word? It referenced itself a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do yeah. you guys think about it being split up into like three parts?
1: I think the three parts made sense to do like a early life, Hollywood life, real life, but I get what you mean. Like it was tough sometimes to track, like I didn't need a timeline, but sometimes I benefit from having a more clear timeline. And I sort of took this one as like little vignettes, little like portions of her life with an awareness that we yeah. weren't going to get everything. But yeah, every once in a while I was a little bit like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. But, but yeah. because it's such light fare, I was a little bit like, and on to the next. Like,
2: Yeah. It felt a like great. a pretty memoir. low stakes memoir, which is why I was fine with the fact that it was bouncing around. Because like Marty said, she's like probably trying to fill up the pages, which is, you know, is probably true. But I think that makes sense why she added like little anecdotes and she would jump around from like five years ago to now to 10 years ago. Mm
0: -hmm. low stakes is like probably my biggest beef with it but also what i like about it if that makes sense because it was like light and easy to get through and like there's like no like not an inch of like struggle really in this book but Mm -hmm. it was like funny sometimes
2: i thought it was
1: funny yeah some funny moments i loved her talking about her dog too I think those are my favorite yeah. chapters. Like adopting her dog and that stuff. And him always being her, her gassy own. dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. So sweet.
0: Okay. Do we want to go through each chapter or do we want to? Do you guys know like ones that really stuck out to you? Mm. Should I go through them and maybe we'll see if something sparks?
1: Um... Wait. Okay whatever works best for you guys. I was just going to say, I'm looking back like on Libby through the chapters and like, we need to talk about star to B, <laughs> her custom license plate in her car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that was a photo we needed. We needed the star to <laughs> Um but the fact that like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe like one growing up driving in Michigan. What a nostalgic experience. For some people. And yeah, her- I agreed with her
0: that like um, it's like it can like put you to sleep. Is basically she was like, thank God I never got car sick. And like she could like read a book or like do. And I feel like that's stuff that you like get used to when you grow up in the Midwest. Because we're like always in fucking cars, like uh-huh. road tripping yeah. or like going up north. And it's like just an average family thing. Kind of the same with the Carrie Christmas. Like everyone kind of has their same version of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: My first pube I thought was funny. Because she There's thought that like line. it was going to change everything in her life. Because she got that one pube. And I feel like I've been there. Like been there, done that. Like, like yeah. this one thing's going to change my life. Right, Like I'm a man. And then it's like yeah. no, it takes a lot of time.
2: There's, There's... a line in my first pube that I cannot stop thinking about. And she goes, it's really hard to be mysterious if no one is paying attention to you in the first place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that too.
2: Me every day, I'm like, I can't wait to be so mysterious. Why isn't anybody telling me how I look so cool (laughs) and so mysterious? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) nobody's paying attention. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It's so... she was so real for that. Like, it's hard to move in silence yeah. when, when nobody's listening in the first place.
2: Exactly, exactly. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Also,
1: the fact that her first job waiting was t- t- waiting tables was at an Olga's. Mm-hmm. In the mall, I've been to that mm-hmm. Olga's, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, Lavonia. Yeah?
1: yeah, I'm assuming it's the one in the Laurel Park Plaza
0: that's so funny we could have oh. saw her one day
1: phoenix theaters in the laurel park M- movie theater is one of the best movie theaters and i've been in that olga's kitchen and i was there on december 24th this past year
0: <laughs> this is.
1: and i didn't Crazy. I, I haven't been to an olga's and, in so long and like get on it like guys the snackers are slapped on but like she brought up <laughs> those olga's curly fries like, my ass needs to get to an olga's now asap that olga bread mm-hmm yeah when she says and i especially love the the way that the free part tasted yeah let's talk about the fact that free food is always better when i get Mm -hmm. a free flat white from my um the barista i'm in love with here in dublin i'm always like this is the best day of my life like this is the best coffee i've ever had because it's free life is good life is good life is fresh i'm starting Mm -hmm. the day off right when I have to pay for it, I'm like, I guess this
2: is just decent. Yeah, yeah. Taste- Agreed. I agree.
0: What do you guys think of my stupid trip alone? to Smain?
1: Shoot. Um,
0: it was pretty much just that one taxi story.
1: Yeah, but I really liked the at the beginning. She's like, I've always wanted to be the kind of woman who traveled by herself she's like mm-hmm. she's just like for real i always am like this is the kind of person i am i'm solo traveler goddess post on my instagram uh-huh. i'm so jealous of me blah 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 and then i do it in real life and i'm like
2: i'm, I'm unhappy so lonely anyone, <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know anyone and it's just not for me
2: yeah um, i agree i'm also like i wish i could be that person but i know deep down i am not uh-huh
1: yeah I wanted to be the girl in the flea, the flea market in Paris, girl, and it's like that's mm-hmm. so. Weird. Oh I yeah, bought this. In
2: Paris. What if we all? We all want to be her. Oh. My vintage so boots—they're actually from Paris.
0: Well, great segue, guys, because how shopping changed my life is all about how she was wearing her vintage, or it was vintage, right? Her blue raincoat, mm-hmm. and then she got spotted. Which, that is an unreal experience. Oh, she lived in Chicago. We didn't really talk about that, but that's where she went to college. Arts college. Yeah. The whole time, she's like, I didn't really go to school. Which that's My roommate cool.
1: went to that school. Really? What'd you say? My roommate went to the theater school there. Oh. No, you're being real.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, she, she even said she didn't really do anything. Yeah. But.
2: I just looked up Judy Greer's zodiac sign.
0: Oh, Which smart! Should we because, all try to guess?
2: uh yeah, you can. I don't know like, well enough.
0: I think she's an Aries.
1: Hold on. I think she's a Libra.
0: Mmm, maybe.
2: What does oh. she want to say? She's a Cancer.
0: That makes sense.
2: She's just like me. I thought she was going to be an earth sign for Maybe some that's reason. why you
0: vibe with the book.
1: I think I vibed with the book just because this is my genre, you know? I love knowing personal info about people's lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, like we know Judy Greer has a gassy side. dog.
0: I agree, but I just still don't think it was, like, deep enough for me. Okay. But maybe I'm just, like, also, like, used to hearing what comes out of other people's celebrity memoirs and how, like, in-depth some of them are, like... Jeanette McCurdy's, for example, or Constant Wu's, like, people that, like, really, like, decide to just put it all on the fucking line. And I feel like Judy Greer maybe had more to say, and she chose not to. Or maybe, like, she I... really is. This was also before a time where, like, there needed to be, like, a disclaimer before you said, like, a bunch of shit. Because a lot of her life, she was just, like, a middle-class white lady and then was able to just like pretty much get fame and jobs right away like she had a pretty good lucky streak with work like even though she was only a co-star she has a lot of jobs she was on like archer she voiced on family guy for like years like she's been making a shit ton of money for a long time and she never really like struggled
2: mm. yeah i i completely financially agree with that. but yeah. i was gonna say that um i feel like part of her not sharing so much because this whole book kind of has to do with the acceptance of that i am a co-star you probably only know me from being a co-star so it kind of being low stakes and kind of self-deprecating and being like i'm actually kind of like a very normal person i feel like it just connects the whole theme of the book together if that makes sense
0: yeah i would agree but Hmm. I don't think it was like funny enough to stand on just like, I don't know. Really? Well, Home is Where the Cops Shine Their Helicopter Lights was a good chapter. And that's where she also starts with like the. Or is this where she starts? There's a section where. Oh, no. Never mind. That's at the end. But don't shit where you sleep or whatever don't oh, shit yeah. where you eat yeah because she like wants to maybe hook up with her roommate or whatever not roommate
1: her neighbor yeah
0: neighbor thank mm-hmm. you thank god okay cool. i
1: don't know what you i like it was interesting like even just reading because obviously she like bought her house in hollywood so long ago like thinking Mm -hmm. of my perception of that vibe and she's like it's so real you would if you were moving out to hollywood whenever she did be like i want to live really close to the hollywood sign and you wouldn't think of all the practical implications of that like all, yeah yeah you would never you would just be like i'm a young actress fresh out of college here i am i'm gonna Mm -hmm. get an apartment beautiful place and then as soon as you're doing the drive home like the first night you're like oh it's always gonna be like this Mm mm-hmm
0: Well, and then she moved forward to buy her house in the same area because she just, like, couldn't leave it.
2: Fair enough, Miss Girl. Yeah. pros and cons. Always got to make that list. Mm -hmm.
0: I didn't know that her name actually wasn't Judy Greer and that she decided to be named after her, like, cool family member because she, like, her name was already taken so she needed to have a completely original name
2: yeah i didn't even know that was a thing in the actors guild but when she like started talking about it i was like there's almost no actress or actor with the same name or there is no you know yeah Yeah. like that's why there's michael b jordan yeah that's crazy
0: interesting Yeah, yeah i didn't know that either do you guys m- maybe want to pick a few of your favorite chapters from Hollywood Life that we could talk about? Sure. Thanks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, oh, I thought the Oscar chapter, what was it called? It was... um. Bad Oscar. Yeah. Bad Oscar was really, really funny when she's like, I threw my Spanx in the trash. And I was like, Yeah
0: yeah and we got actually a really aesthetic photo of her dress hanging on mm-hmm. the back of a toilet seat in the book
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: um i liked that one too it's funny that she didn't know she was like with the staff when she was or like the seat fillers getting drinks <laughs> and that's why she didn't know anyone
1: i should know people here i've been in this industry for a while Like, why she's like 40
0: all... movies <laughs> uh-huh. i don't know anyone here yeah yeah um, that's when we got that Ashton Kutcher gave my dad a Harley, which yeah. was huge. That's it's funny that, that she know. still felt like she hasn't like been able to like properly thank him. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like what if Ashton Kutcher was punking her? Like we didn't even consider that maybe she got punked.
0: We didn't. I didn't even <gasps> think about oh.
1: that.
0: That was so punked era too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um i think that was my favorite one i also like the faq where she's sort of like i'm slightly recognizable but not super mm-hmm. easy to." Pull. and she is one of those actresses where you're like oh my gosh i've seen her in stuff what have i seen her in at this point i would be able to recognize her i'd be like she's the best friend but like the first time i saw her in 13 going on yeah. 30 i was like wait hold up and she's in the ant-man movie she plays like Maggie Lang and like that vibe. I was like, "Wait, that can't be Judy Girl. Like what's she doing in Ant-Man?" And then she's there. Mm-hmm. She also, there's yeah. a voice of a a character in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. And
2: I was like I looking must- at her IMDb.
0: Me too. I was like she's still working.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like good for things, her. Like, Getting your bag, girl.
0: Yeah. I thought that one was really interesting too and i could understand how frustrating it would be to like have to deal with every time someone sees you it's like they don't have that one thing they know you from so you're like going down the list of like what they could know you from and mm-hmm. then you're kind of like bragging because you're like oh i've been in like eight of these huge movies and they're still like no it's not that like yeah. that's annoying
1: yeah that's gonna um, happen to I,
0: you, me
1: like, what do I know you from? Like, oh, do I know you from Mart Dog Productions? <laughs> so, okay. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I could see it, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, My favorite was actually a day off on location. Because I weirdly, like, that's, that's like, my favorite thing. It's, like, the idea of camp, which she compares it to that, too. When you're, like, with a certain people. And then you, like, become a family. And then, like, you kind of don't ever see them again. Or it's, like, when you're in high school and you have, like, that group of friends. That like some of them you still talk to, but you don't talk to all of them because it was like more of like a circumstantial. Like in this class, we're like a really good group of friends, you know.
2: Mm.
0: I don't know. I just mm-hmm. related to that feeling, and I liked it. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. actually. I've really also always
0: kind of wondered like that's what they exactly did. What it's like in between shooting, and she was like, "I would just like go eat food and go shopping."
1: Mm-hmm. Celebrities, they're just like us.
0: Yep.
2: Truly. Judy Greer is
0: one of us. Okay, what about real life?
2: Um,
0: uh, I love drugstore I therapy really like because drugstore that's therapy. my favorite thing ever. Like, I can go to a CVS and drop a bag. It's, like, the most fun I've ever had.
1: Okay, you guys need to know that my dad does drugstore therapy. And I didn't realize it. I didn't know how to verbalize it until right then. My dad is always like, <laughs> I'm going to stop at CVS on my way home. Like, let me know if you need anything. And I'm always like, go mm-hmm. do your... i." i know he doesn't <laughs> want me going with him like that's yeah, his yeah. Time. and like now that i can drive like i can have my own time doing drugstore therapy too
0: uh-huh and
1: i know when he's like wandering around CVS, like picking up one singular protein drink looking at like reading the label studying it and setting it back down like that's his time and that's his business and mm-hmm. like i'm assuming that's what he does i don't know what he does there because that's his CVS therapy
0: yeah
1: yep and when she brought it up and was like, and I invite my stepdaughter and we do it together, but it's, we do it together, but separate. Separate. That's what, That's mm-hmm. like a fun, like, but beautiful way to connect with your stepdaughter. I completely yes. agree.
0: And I love when she was like, I like, I don't know if she likes to come because like I pay or if because they're spending time uh-huh. together. And I was like, it's so like both, you know, but it like is because they're spending time together too. You know, mm-hmm. it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they like met on a um, blind date her and her husband because I feel like mm-hmm. I never really hear stories about those going well so mm-hmm. it's cool that like she married someone that was a blind date yeah and also that she didn't recognize him when they both <laughs> were waiting in line for the bathroom that I was, was like, so huh. funny.
1: and yeah. then when she was talking about how they had been texting for weeks prior I was like that's so like contemporary dating though
0: Yes. Yeah. For Which sure. is like my for biggest sure. fear honestly is like getting to know someone completely over the phone and then being like just standing next to them if I meet them.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But she didn't have a problem. Yeah.
1: And she w- she was really funny about about yeah. the like about that interaction and how it was like a thing. Like they were both mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I'm waiting for my date. And it's Like it! what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. And then her asking a year later and him being like, Yeah, I had no fucking idea. That's, it's, that's, that's
2: funny. so funny.
0: Um, she seems to be a really good stepmother. You know, mm-hmm. she's probably like super fun and cool.
2: I agree. Yeah. Um.
1: um I In liked him. Best- um. Go for it okay i was just gonna say in the beginning of the best advice i've ever gotten she says like i think i can come off at times as a bit of a know-it-all but it's really just a a defense mechanism i've cultivated after years of feeling like a total imbecile i was like she's verbalizing things really well (laughs) that's what i'm saying there's there's not a lot of like poetic like literary fluff in it but every once in a while you're like yeah you are so right i would call it drugstore therapy and I would just say like, like she's just so yeah. real. <laughs> Even if she's not getting super deep like she's like and we met on blind date and I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, She keeps it 100. I, that's like another <laughs> chapter though where I don't like like the like giving something and then like describing it if it makes sense like she would give like the best advice she's ever got and then it was like listicle vibes mm. and I don't know why those just like throw me off like I wish she could have picked one that maybe, like, hit really, like, home for her. Like, her favorite one. And, like, just did a whole chapter on that. Because it's not like her chapters were that long. I mean, I'm not sure how well it, like, conver- like converts to a, a book from, to, like, a flipping phone book. Whatever. You get what I'm trying to say? Flipping on my phone. But the chapters were only, like, three or four pages, like, for me. So they were short. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You wanted more substance to read. And I respect that. But I'm like, one thing about me is I like need things to stay surface level. And, but that's just where I'm at right now.
0: No, and it's a great pick for that. But I think what I was trying to articulate earlier was it wasn't like funny enough, it didn't have enough substance in any way for it to become, be so surface level, if that makes sense, for me personally. Like, if you write something that's really surface level, but it's funny, and you, like, have a bunch of, like, like, facts or something that, like, interests me, then I could, like, be like, wow, that's a really good book. But it felt like I was just, like, it felt like she was just telling me about her life in this book. But, like, as if we were, like, sitting down, if that makes sense, I don't know.
1: Mm. Like, she was just, like, skimming Mm
0: -hmm. through her life,
1: yeah telling short little story i wonder if that means like going back to that quote from jennifer garner that's on the cover or whatever like the most fun thing in the world is sitting with judy greer and talking about her life while drinking perhaps a touch more wine than you'd intend if you can't make that happen the second most fun thing is reading her book while you overpour and drink the wine but sort of that vibe where it does feel a little too conversational but it yeah i get what you mean for sure Mart.
0: Maybe I would have liked it more if I was fucked up during reading it. I should have had some wine (laughs) last night.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. you could have considered that.
0: I could have. Like, and who am I to not listen to Jennifer Gardner? Like,
1: truly. You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you can't win every battle. Of course. But I appreciate you for trying.
0: Yeah. Um, it. She ends it with, like, the manifesto chapter, which is basically her just deciding to change the way she's looking at her life mm-hmm. through manifestos, pretty much.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we have written Am our I own? Looking through the list. That would have been a fantastic idea. We didn't think, but...
1: We didn't think about it, but hey, maybe next time.
0: <laughs> maybe next time. Maybe we'll start the next one with hey guys, what's your manifesto?
1: <laughs> I do that like chapter
0: the... was like oh, I don't know, sorry. You go.
1: Go to the movies, go to the library, go to the park. Like you don't have to tell That's me. That's what guys. I was gonna say.
2: Oh, that goodness. those are the three <laughs> best things in life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then try to make every day feel as close. To a vacation as possible. I like that. And then how she just ended with floss.
0: Yeah, that was funny. Mm
2: When's
1: the last? Wait,
0: I had a favorite one actually.
1: Oh. Share.
0: Oh no, I'm thinking of something else. She. It was during the. I'm just gonna say because this was probably my favorite part of the book. So if you guys have a favorite part now would be a maybe a great time. Um, it was actually in her chapter where people, your compliments are hurting my feelings. And she was like giving a list of things you could say instead of like saying to her like, oh, I don't know what you're from, that type of stuff. And yeah. one of them was, it's so cool to bump into you. And I don't know why, but that would just never come out of my mouth. And I want to start saying, like, it's so cool to bump into you. Like, I can't believe I just bumped into you. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I would never say I would be like, oh, like, hey, like, how are you? Like, cool to see you. Like, I don't know what I would say, but I would never say, like, oh, my God, I bumped into you. Like, I love that. Yeah, I'm snatching that. I put it in my notes app. I'm like, next time I run into someone, I'm going to say when we're like leaving, like, it's so cool to bump into you. Mm
2: -hmm. Good. Sorry.
0: I just was like, that's like you.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it would even be, like, obviously you would be, like, a stranger to this person, but you're, like, I know you from a screen or something. But I think even, like, imagine a stranger comes up to you and they're, like, you know what? I'm so glad I bumped into you and had this teeny tiny conversation. I'll be, like, I love you. Thank you.
0: Like, I want to run into Emma Chamberlain and be, like, oh, my God. Like, it's so cool to bump into you. Like, I love your vids. And then walk away. You know, like, I just want to be so chill and cool. Like, it's cool to bump into you. Like, that's my new thing. Mm -hmm. I love it. And i took it from judy graham so thank you judy graham
2: thanks judy
0: thanks (laughs) Thanks, judy
2: queen
0: did you guys have a favorite line favorite part favorite quote
2: yeah i'm looking for it let's look at what i highlighted um okay i have mine It's from The Tortoise and the Hare. And it's just a line where she's, like, talking about, um, just, like, her acting career, obviously. But she goes, But there is a fear, a new feeling that I have now that I haven't had before. The fear of it all ending and regretting having wasted any small opportunity I might have had. Of what happens next, of not appreciating the experiences, of not getting to go shoot movies anymore. Obviously, I don't shoot movies, but... This felt like something important you kind of have to hear sometimes where it's like, you know what? You're right. I am very terrified of missing opportunities, of losing time. But at the same time, I feel like it helps you reflect a lot on the opportunities that you do have and the ones that could come up in the future, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel like it's really universal. Mm Mm-hmm. I liked that one, too. Shanmurf, anything stick out to you?
1: I'm trying to think. It's okay. Um, like, um, I don't know. I feel like I already shared a few quotes that I really liked. Yeah. Um, but there was nothing that like stood out to me in the same way. But I do like the... It, oh, it's so cool to bump into you. Mm-hmm. It is so cool to bump into you. I also really like the fo- the family Christmas card photo where they all were wearing kiss makeup.
0: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that was funny. And she said, Merry Christmas. I was like...
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, she's probably, like, a cool mom. Like, a cool yeah. mom,
2: For sure. Okay.
0: Let's get down down and dirty, ladies. We're writing this fucking book. We're writing it. Okay. <gasps> uh. And who would you cast Judy Greer in the movie as if Judy Greer couldn't play herself?
1: Oh, in this book?
0: Yeah. Oh. Judy Greer. Judy Greer is doing a biography of her own book.
1: I would cast her as Laura A. Moses. Her friend Mm -hmm. is that her name, Laura Mm -hmm. A. Moses?
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Also, she wrote the chapter. Who would I cast Judy Greer as in a story of my life? I'm playing me. Judy Greer is playing my oldest sister.
0: Okay. Oh. And Judy Greer's book, I'm doing karen nelson the girl from the screen movies they look like okay um if i casted judy Greer in my life she would be my stepmom no how old is she she's are we going off like actual
1: just cast her like the makeup does
2: this um
0: she would just be my best friend she would be my mentor i've always wanted one of those Yeah. That's what you were doing, right? Or were you just saying, like, you were... Okay.
1: But I was casting her as a real person in my life, like, I don't have... Oh!
0: (laughs) I thought you meant, like, she would be, like, a sister to you vibe.
1: Oh, no, like, she would be playing Katie. Okay, okay. (laughs) It would be, like, maybe a little weird, because Katie's only, like, seven years older than me, but whatever.
0: Well, funny you say that, because she could play my sister. Have you seen my sister? I mean, they don't look really alike, but they both have red hair.
2: Yeah, so maybe that's... I would cast her as my sister, too. Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Monte, anyone you would think of that looks like her could play her in a movie?
2: No, I just feel like if Judy Greer is going to have her movie, she should be the star of the movie.
0: That would be good. Just because she's be always good. been a co-star, you know? Co-star. That would be
2: her moment yeah. to shine.
0: It's almost and biblical. And then in my life...
2: Judy Greer, for some reason, reminds me of, like, those really cool English teachers that you would have. Like, so the same way, like, a mentor, but she would be, like, a cool, like, authoritative figure, you know?
0: Mm. Chenin, what were you about to say? You raised your hand.
2: Oh, well, I was
1: just saying, like, uh, the question confused me. I was casting Judy Greer as someone else in her memoir, as the co-star in her own memoir. But you were asking me to cast a character to play Judy Greer.
0: Yes, yes, and yes, so yes.
1: I would pick, like, maybe um, Kate Mara to play Judy Greer, like, young Judy Greer. Or I would cast the girl from Awkward, the best friend from Awkward, who's also from Michigan, who's from – do you know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yeah. Let
2: me talk your name.
0: I need to watch Awkward.
2: You know what yeah, I think? I, I think you if you like Never awkward. Have I Ever on Netflix, you so have long. to watch Awkward
1: no you have to awkward uh Jillian Rose Reed should I rewatch like the tension between me and a rewatch of awkward like after we get off this call
0: yeah yeah.
1: it's It's up there if the listeners on bisexual influencers like want to know what I'm up to it's like I'm thinking about awkward I'm watching awkward like right now we're watching awkward we're watching awkward that's awkward if you're not
2: yeah, if you're not watching okay. awkward, you're awkward.
0: Shannon, rate it. Rate it out of five.
2: Um, three. Whew. Yep. I agree, three.
0: Oh my god, guys, we can't give every book threes.
1: This book was I'm, like.
0: Mediocre. I'm going go with a two point. I'm gonna go with the two point five out of three.
1: Okay, just or to out me- of five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it doesn't deserve a three. We're not at the same. Okay. okay. Do you want me to like put a three? Like, I didn't know. I thought actually being different in this would be like good, but I wasn't actively trying to be different. Oh, no. But you're if you think that. I was trying to be, then I could just be really different. Like, like we could throw a big curveball. Maybe I'll give it a five out of five. Who would have first saw that coming? Yeah. First five out of five. Yeah, no, five, out five Judy Greer. Thing. That I just said was very surface level.
1: Mm, fair enough
0: okay now monte would you like to oh my god announce our next book
2: guys if i'm being honest i completely forgot so i'm in between two and now i okay i'm in between literary fiction and of course my bread and butter contemporary romance um except the the romance option that i have is a little more woman's fiction kind of side which is usually what i vibe with the most um but i think we're gonna do a little literary fiction which usually isn't something that i read but i saw somebody talking about this and they said this book feels like a breath of fresh air and it's the one that i sent you guys the text about if you were cool reading something like this so i'm kind of excited okay so the book is called Mother in the Dark by Kayla Mariuri. I, don't, I definitely mispronounced her last name, but it's basically a book about um, a family who kind of grew up in, I think it's the suburbs of Massachusetts, and it talks a lot about like being a part of the working class and kind of how their family was like raised together, and it touches a lot on like female friendships, family dynamics, and just kind of reflecting on that as you get older, so.
0: Whoa! Let's get retrospective, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm
0: Amen. looking forward to this. This sounds great.
2: Yeah. yeah, here it says, Mayuri is a master at revealing the fragile horrors of domestic family life and how the traumas of the past shape the present ge- and generations of women. A story about sisterhood, the complications of class, and the chains of inheritance between mothers and daughters. Mother in the Dark delivers an un- unvarnished portrayal of a young woman consumed by her past and a family teetering on the edge.
0: Dun, dun, dun. I'm excited.
2: I love that. Yeah. I usually don't read anything like this, so I hope it's good.
0: This is going to be new for me as well. Yeah. This book club just really taking me out of my comfort zone.
2: Same. How to lean into it.
0: I love to lean. Give me a chance to lean. I'm leaning.
1: Okay. Well, guys, it was so cool to bump into you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I want to use my thing. Like, damn. Wait, Martin,
1: so no. It was that, me- like, you brought up the fact that G Greer inspired you to do that and like I was so happy Guys, for you. Vibes I, you shifted
0: me. while we did this podcast. We created tension so strong that I think it went down to the kinetic levels and we just like caused a tsunami in California. Like I'm not <laughs> kidding. Like like the vibes from baseball? this podcast just like like They were they were something else. So I hope we can all you know go through with our day and just have a great time.
1: I thought that agreed. Wait, I thought it was everything was okay.
0: Let's let's say bye bye. Thank everyone for listening. (laughs)